I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, mother. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brain Show. Gosh, another Friday. Here it is. All right. Hope y'all Americans celebrated America Day last weekend. Hey, Captain, we didn't get to show our fireworks this last episode. What the heck? Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. That sucks. Yeah. It's a suck ball sucks. But guess what? We have an amazing person who has returned to join us on the show today. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, we'll be hearing what's up with her. We've got some fun stuff to nerd out on. Some new music conversation that'll make your mouth water. And of course, at your request, We'll unleash our superhero today. At this time, the male may whisper to the female, A, I love you. B, I need you. Or C, I want you. B, the female may respond by repeating, I want you now. I want you now. I want you now. I want you now. Recuerdos a todos. Recuerdos a todos. Recuerdos a todos. Recuerdos a todos. Let's rock it! I, I really have no idea what that was. I just love that it's like, A, I, like, I love you. B, I need you. C, I want you. Well. B. <laughs> Good pull, dude. Good pull. Oh, man. Whatever I'm sure probably nobody has any idea what that is. That's an oldie. Dude. I mean, that's that's like a, a pulling out of the indie archives. Let's just say this. If you've ever seen Airplane or The Naked Gun, those guys did something. Yeah, and that's all I'm going to say. Welcome back. It's The Real Brian Show. I'm The Real Brian. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Captain Influence. Captain. Welcome back, Here Captain. to influence all of y'all. We had daggum. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be a monkey's uncle. A monkey's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cathanatrix. Hey, everyone. Yay! I'm back. Welcome Yay! back. It's been a year-ish. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a hot minute for sure. Dang right. Man, so good to have you back. Cathanatrix. Caffeinated as always, I'm assuming. I hope. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. drinking my coffee as we speak. Mm, <laughs> that's nice. Hence the name. That's right. <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on though. What coffee are you drinking? What origin? What coffee? Oh my gosh. Come on, you're kidding. I really don't know. No, it's not Folgers, I promise. <laughs> it was it's whatever my dad had in our espresso machine. I haven't been making myself coffee very much lately, actually, but Uh-oh. I decided that I had to have it for the show. Yeah. Wait, wait. So if you're not making coffee, what are you drinking? I'm drinking coffee. No, I mean, if you're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if you're not normally making coffee, what do you normally drink is what I'm asking. Oh, you know me. I always have my Nalgene in hand Yeah. with a reusable straw, of course. Of course. So I can drink it while I'm driving or things like that. Um, but yeah, always got to stay hydrated. I also really love juice. Mm. I've been drinking a lot of juice lately. I like to have grapefruit juice in the morning oh i thought you were talking like steroids like being on the juice kind of never mind i'm sorry oh so, yeah grapefruit juice okay yeah, okay yeah yeah getting jacked okay he's here to pump us up <laughs> that's right you have to start talking <laughs> like this now 
All yeah, right, we so did that a few episodes ago. It was it was bad, very bad. So grapefruit juice, yeah, you know that's actually good for blunting blood sugar spikes, which is nice. Oh, really? Yeah, just FYI. I try not to drink too much because of the acidity. Yes, acidity hurt. is not very good for your teeth, but yeah. but yeah, or juice is good. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, while we're on this, because, you know, it's 100 freaking degrees here anyway, uh, and I know, Natalie, you, you're experiencing the same weather since we're in the same city. We just can't get together because of this. Never mind. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to talk about it, but that I thing, know yeah. it's my first time not being in the studio. I know and it sucks because I don't get to actually see you, but hey, it's 100. It's hot. So you're drinking, you know, water and juice to stay cool. But Captain, what about you? Well, it's almost 100 here and it's like 70 to 70% relative humidity. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of muggy here in Iowa Sticky. and uh but yeah, I'm 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 really rocking the uh the lime water, the iced lime oh. water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's something about crushed ice that really I don't know what it is, but if if there's crushed ice in my drink, I drink a lot more. And so if I drink crushed ice in water, I drink a lot of water, mm. which is great. So Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Me too. That's our catchphrase for the day, by the way, for the week, the episode oh, I, and all that. So just use it. However, you'll uh, explain later what it actually means. But in the meantime, use it as frequently as inappropriately as possible. Or I'll not. be a monkey's uncle. Dude, okay. you want to know um, one of my favorite, speaking of like lime water, is the Key Lime LaCroix. <laughs> Have you La ever Croix? had that? La Croix. La Croix. Have you ever had the, the Key Lime one? I've never had La Croix. Okay, well, first Same. of all, LaCroix is just sparkling water with a natural flavor, no sugar or anything like that. It's really That's good. That's why. But key lime, yeah. it tastes same, like same. key lime I know. Pie. I don't, don't like, like sparkling water either. Oh, Me neither. Guys, you know, okay, so fun fact, <laughs> if you are a coffee drinker and especially with espresso and stuff like that, a sparkling water cleanses the palate, which mm. you know this. Caffeinatrix, since you, yeah. you were a barista. I know this. But I, I'm fun for facting sure. for, for, you know, Captain over there. <laughs> I know. I don't. When you'd come in, I'd give you the sparkling water exactly. always. Yeah, the big one. Sometimes a full glass of it, which to me, yeah. I I can't even drink a little Gibraltar full. <laughs> no, it tastes like salt like, water. No, it doesn't. It doesn't even taste. Okay, people say water doesn't have a, a flavor, but I definitely think that sparkling water is the thing that absolutely has no flavor. Like I mm. feel like my mouth is dry. Yeah. After drinking that. Yeah, that's true. It's just not for me. So again, but it's it's for when you're, well, the key limes taste totally different. But, you know, if you're doing the espresso thing, it really does help because, you know, coffee leaves such a bad aftertaste. So yeah, that's why you have gum. Well, I know, but you <laughs> cleanse it with the sparkling water and then the gum. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just throwing that out. Hey, speaking of, of <laughs> oh my gosh, speaking of amazing foods and, and drinks and everything. So, you know, 4th of July happened and of course people were barbecuing and Lord Thunder is like, hey, check it out. Smoking chicken and ribs right now. And I'm like, oh, and he sent a picture. Uh, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I was just starting to get hungry. Well, we had had some some barbecue, too. And Sarah was making zucchini muffins. So we have a share of one of the farms here, you know, the CSA kind of thing where you buy like, I don't know, a share of their farm. And then you go get fresh veggies and stuff from their farm. And oh, my gosh, yeah. it's so good. So we had fresh zucchini. She made some zucchini muffins were just absolutely amazing, you know, chocolate chips and stuff in it. And then we got the fresh basil and the heirloom tomatoes and cheese curds. And so we made caprese. Mm. And then um, I roasted some Papua New Guinea coffee. 
and then also some Mexican decaf for the evenings and then, you know, homemade potato salad and my mom made almond joy bars. It, it, let's just say it was a really, really good food weekend. And so I'm telling Lord Thunder this, you know, and he's getting all like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so I came up with this idea for a great YouTube channel and I was thinking about calling it um, manly cooking with Lord Thunder and the real Brian. And so basically it's the only cooking show on YouTube. That's a true testosterone fest or, you know, some people like to call it test fest or I'm not going to say the other one, whatever the floats, right? One? It's the only one, right? So we help you become better cooks and better men in today's video called <laughs> commando cooking. Nothing says you're a man more than cooking in the nude. It's a way of saying, Hey, look at this piece. Oh of my gosh. See, don't record that and put it on YouTube. <laughs> Well, you're going to wear aprons, of course, too. You know, and then you're like, you know, oh. the, the neighbor shows up and you're like, hey, neighbor. Hey, isn't this a mighty fine like, piece of meat? And then he'll say, yeah, absolutely. And then you'll be like, thank uh, you. And this steak I'm about to cook is as well. My See? eyes are up oh, here, Mr. Neighbor. Eyes are up here. <laughs> That's our first video. What do you think? Don't quit your I day think, job. I think as long as you stay behind the counter, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Until the cops I'm, get there. I'm yeah. not going to do that. Oh, the idea was hilarious until actually there is no until it's just hilarious. Well, my sides hurt from <laughs> laughing so hard. I <laughs> ow. Okay. Now my face hurts too. Thanks. Well, okay. You know, thankfully, you know, we, we are, are good looking men. Um, well, at least Carl is, I don't know about me, but anyway, all right. How it, it's fun. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> and cause we're going to have a lot of fun today and we got to know what's up in your life. Cafe Natalie Atrix. Perfect. Nat, Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I'm so glad you're back though. Okay. So it's been a year. So start with the day after you were on the show and take us through a day by day synopsis of your life in the last, what has been probably about 372 days. Totally wow, kidding. Just give thing, us a quick overview. Good thing I kept a diary. <laughs> yeah. People just were kidding. reaching for the fast forward button, right? Like, just no, then. Please. And then, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> But no, life is good. I'm trying to think. There's been a lot that has happened. Obviously, I kind of uprooted everything and moved to Savannah, Georgia, because that's where SCAD is, the Savannah College of Art and Design, where I was transferring to for school. So just as a little refresher, a lot of you know, because I'm pretty sure I told my story up to that point um, when yeah. I was on the show. I think the first time that I started at Colorado School of Mines for engineering, um, and that really kind of just served as a starting point for my college career because I didn't really know where to go. And I think that that's really important for people to hear too, because I was really hard on myself, um, at least in high school, thinking that, okay, I have to choose the perfect college. I have to already know what I want to do because this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. But um, obviously that changes. And I learned that. And I don't think that if it weren't for my journey at Mines, I don't think I'd be where I am today. Yeah. So um, even though that wasn't the best experience, I am thankful for it because I'm having really good experiences now, except we're online. So isn't it amazing? <laughs> that's though, not how, the like, best. Yeah. No, isn't it amazing Wait. though how like certain journeys kind of go like, oh, that really wasn't that great, but it leads you to another place. Yeah, for sure. I really think yeah, I really think that everything happens for a reason. Like I don't think that if oh if this didn't happen, like maybe I wouldn't have gotten at, to that point in my life. Yeah. Um so it's kind of crazy to think about things in that way. Yeah, anyway, so September of last year, 
I moved to Savannah and my move-in date got delayed a lot because there was a hurricane. Oh yeah. Which That's right. Living in a landlocked state, I've never really had to deal with that kind of weather or like track a storm like that. So that was an interesting experience. I was going to move in with my dad helping me, but because of that whole thing, I ended up like driving down and moving myself in, which was pretty stressful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it worked out and the fall quarter went great. Good. Um, I produced a lot of cool things. I had a good time. Then I came back. Since there's a quarter system, I was back for like two months for winter break, which was really nice. I was back for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And then I went back for winter quarter, which was also great. Until? Until coronavirus (laughs) happened. Yeah, I know. Come on. And then? Did you move back to Colorado? I did. So um, it was the last day, like finals week, the very last day of the quarter. And we'd been hearing about other schools closing down all this craziness as coronavirus kind of like invaded the U.S. Um, And so we were like, okay, do you think school's going to be moved online? How can they put studio art classes online? Right. And so it was the last day of school for that quarter before spring break. And I was in my 8 a.m. class during a critique and everybody got this text message that said, check your email. And so people checked their email and there was this one sentence email that we all got that said classes are going online with no mm. other information. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that was it. Get out now. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, what oh the heck? Gosh. And I felt so bad for the person who was like presenting their final project because everybody was like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. Um, well, and the person presenting their final project was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I pass. Yeah. Oh, so, um, that was like kind of a scary moment for me because oh, yeah. I was like leaving to meet my family in Arizona like super early the next day for spring break. And so I was like, okay, am I going to move all my stuff home? How am I going to get back to Savannah and then get my stuff back here? So um, it just so worked out that Nico was going to drive back and he, which is my boyfriend as a reminder. And he packed up a lot of my stuff and drove it back for me while I was in Arizona, which was so nice. Um, Good boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He's so sweet. But <laughs> there's still a lot of my stuff that is in Savannah, which is okay mm. because I have an apartment. Yeah. But the people who were living on campus basically had a week to get all yeah. of their stuff out, which is nothing they were planning on. And a lot of people are international. So they had like flights going home for spring break like that night. So it was a mess. Um, So you're paying rent for an apartment in Savannah right now? I am. (laughs) It feels really good paying rent for somewhere that you can't really I know. (laughs) Think of it as um, a storage facility. Exactly. (laughs) I know. And I, some people were like, hey, can I, like my one friend who's from Columbia was like, hey, can I please put some of my stuff in your apartment? And I was like, yeah, like for sure. But I ended up leaving before he had the chance to oh, do no. that. So hopefully everything worked out for him. Yeah. But yeah, I am thankful that I didn't have to completely move home Yeah. because that would have been awful. But yeah, I am paying rent. And I was pretty upset about coming home too because I have like a new life in Savannah. Mm. But um, Yeah, and it sucks in Colorado. Jeez. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, totally Colorado is just the worst. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, no. And it, what's, but, what's weird is we still don't know what's going to happen. I know all the schools are like, oh yeah, we'll be open. But after everything that's been going on in other states, I mean, thankfully Colorado has been okay, but some of the other yeah. states around the nation are like way worse than they were back in March. And so now it's people true. are like, uh, what's going to happen? Like, are we going to be on a lockdown for another year? And I'm like, no, right. people, I know. start I really- respecting and stop being so stupid. But you know, nobody well, cares. We're all as a society so desperate to get back into normal. Of course we are. Pre-COVID life. Totally. And exactly. I think a lot of people, it's pretty obvious, they're just kind of pretending that it's not as bad as everyone says it is. And we're just kind of all crossing our fingers that we don't get it or give it to someone. Yeah. And and I think that's what's going on with it with a huge bulk of the population right now. But I get it. It's like, you know, people are saying, okay, fine. I'm over this. Well, dude, I've been over this since it started. I'm an extrovert, right? So I don't care. Like, but I'm like, okay, but I'm not going to be stupid about this. I'm not going to, because the thing is, is the more we just don't care, the longer and the worse it's going to be. Right. So it's just common sense. But yeah, that's my thought too. I obviously want to go out and be able to do things, but I don't want to set us back. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, all the, the lockdown stuff that we've done. But like speaking from like a school perspective too, SCAD did come out a while ago and say that fall classes are going to be on ground. That's something that is going to happen. And so everybody's like super excited, including me, because I've had to make a lot of changes to my schedule because there are certain classes that can't be put online. And so they've gotten canceled, which has just been a pain. But luckily they've been more accommodating with like prerequisites and letting you take things that you shouldn't really be taking yet just so that you don't get pushed back and like from your graduation date which is nice but a lot of people think that the school is going to come out later and say psych we're not going to be on ground <laughs> yeah. Um, really? yeah that could happen yeah. Yeah. they might yeah that would really upset a lot of people of course. for obvious reasons it would upset me of course but yeah, it's really hard to tell. I was surprised that they came out so early and said, hey, we're going to be on ground, especially with these second spikes happening now. Yeah. But I think what it all comes down to is the fact that they're losing money. Oh, of course. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even so like CSU sports, you know, volleyball, basketball, it, well, especially volleyball and football is coming up. And, you know, they're already selling tickets and, you know, season tickets and come get seats and stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, first of all, volleyball starts in like, less than two months, about a month and a half from now. Same with football, actually. How are they going to do that? They've got a six foot rule still. They're selling seats right next to each other. How are they actually going to physically do that if people have to remain socially distant, physically distant? I hate social distancing, by the way. That's a bad term. Physical distancing actually makes more sense. But how are they going to do that? And especially with the spikes going on, it's kind of like common sense, like with everything right now is saying that that's just not going to happen. Even though, like you said, they have to make money and that's really what it comes down to. But I just, I don't see it actually happening no matter what. I mean, I'd love for it to. And it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do without all of the cool. It's so funny. I was telling, I was telling Sarah this. I'm like, one of the reasons that we live in Colorado is because of all the things you get to do. And I'm like, and yet every single one of those things, except maybe one or two things we can't do. (laughs) So it's just like, this really sucks. At least we have trails and stuff. Yeah, that's that's the lifesaver is the outdoor stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you can only do that so much, especially because it's so hot. Like, I, I want to be outside, but you literally like can't be outside for <laughs> very long. I know. hundred. You know, and I know how to do it because I lived in Phoenix. So like I know how to survive in the heat. It's just not fun. So yeah. That's all. But I can go outside and bike at 100 degrees and, you know, I just have to be careful and it's not too bad. 
but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see, but I hope you can go back. I'm excited that you got, th- you know, what's cool though is I remember talking to you last year before you left and you're just kind of like, well, I'm excited to go, but who knows what's going to happen? You know, you know, it's that unknown of changing life and stuff, but it was so exactly. cool to hear that. Like you really got in and you know, your new life really started and you actually feel like this is where I'm at now. And I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. I love Savannah. If I don't know if you guys have ever been there or any of you listening have been, but obviously post Corona, I would recommend going. Cool. (laughs) There is like a big tourism like industry there because of all like the history and everything that's associated with the city. But it's just a really neat place. It kind of reminds me of Fort Collins a little bit, but with more charm, I would say, Hmm. and more violence. (laughs) There's, there's more crime like there fun. for sure. I'm and not going to lie about that. I love going to but, violent cities. I got to tell you, it's like my dream. More charming yeah, no, violence. You don't really but. see it. You just, <laughs> you just don't go out at night. Oh, well, see, that's yeah. when I like to go out. That's me. I'm a, I'm a night owl. I wouldn't have, I would not have oh, picked man. Savannah for a can't go out at night city. I'll just bring my no, katana. No, I mean, you can still go out, but like, I don't know, especially for SCAD students, the Savannah residents are not very fond of them. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> just because... Savannah or SCAD is a private college and it's oh. pretty expensive, Uppity. which I use loans for, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I understand. Not a secret. Um, but a lot of the people who go there have their tuition fully paid for by their parents oh. and their attitude kind of reflects that. Yeah. And so they, the Savannians don't really have the best um, image of them. Yeah, I, would say. I understand that. Um, not everyone's like that, but a lot of people are. So yeah, plus like at night the crackheads come out in certain areas. Sweet. <laughs> so <laughs> my kind of people. I, I need to move to Savannah. <laughs> yeah. What are we living in safe cities hey for? Come on. Yeah, oh, but funny. no, I love it. There's good food, there's good coffee. I just love the vibe of the city. It's there's a lot of like inspiration. It's a really good place to have an art school. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, and industrial design is great. A lot of people aren't very familiar with it. So probably the best way to explain it is like if you look at an object in your home, whether it's a piece of furniture or a product, the design, it was designed by an industrial designer. Hmm. Ah, okay. So that's probably the best way to explain it and like kind of put it into perspective because I didn't even know that that title existed or what it meant for a long time. Well, so, I'll be a monkey's um, uncle. <laughs> Yeah. Keep you to it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's super interesting. Cool. Definitely, it's super fun to look into in your free time, at least for me, because that's sure. what I'm interested in. Sure. But um, yeah, there's a that's lot cool. of really cool product design out there. So yeah, that's the goal is just to go wherever um, my degree will take me. Nice. Um, and I actually... Speaking of industrial design, I just bought myself a 3D printer. Ooh. Oh, dude. Yes. Okay. That's something okay. that every budding industrial designer should have, yes. in my opinion, right? Yeah, no, for sure. They recommend that you get one. SCAD has, it's called the DigiLab. It's a 3D printing like lab and they have all kinds of different printers. It's kind of crazy. Like some of them are up to like $750,000 that they paid for them. Wow. And they're insane. Like you could like take a, scan a, a banana and it will print it in full color exactly photo it's wow. insane like it'll um, actually feel and look like a banana yes wow. yes yeah it's insane mine the one that i bought is not that expensive no. <laughs> <laughs> only six hundred thousand. it's a pretty
pretty nice one, I would say. I just got it a few days ago, actually, so I was kind of working out the kinks. But I'm excited to start using it. And one of the reasons that they do recommend that you get your own printer is that they are relatively cheap. I paid about 200 for mine. Mm-hmm. And you're going to save way more money having your own than using the SCAD facilities because they charge you for the labor and whatever else. Like, I could spend... $200 on a print at the SCAD like wow. Digilab and spend like maybe a dollar or two doing it myself. <sighs> so, so cool. Gotta pay for those crazy. printers. Yeah. I know. That's neat. So what do you, okay, now I know you're going to be printing stuff for school and for actual projects and stuff, but what fun thing do you really want to print right now? Right now? You're just like, oh, if I could just print this for my own enjoyment. I Nothing really inappropriate. Don't know. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking about fun. <laughs> like just, I don't know. You know, like you don't need to do it for school. You're having a good time, whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Thanks for ruining it, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely cool to be able to print um, your own designs and see something that you made digitally, like in real life. Exactly. So I don't really know, actually. You have to get creative here. There are some things online that they're like, free files that you can use just to kind of test your printer. So I'm yeah. excited to use those even. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited to start printing my own stuff. I saw a guy on um, Facebook and I don't know why I saw this. Like, I think somebody had recommended, you know, you know how like you get those random recommendations and it's like, yeah. Oh, Hey, so this guy is a Star Trek fan. And so he, he's, I think he's an industrial designer too. He does, 3d printing of like star trek stuff so like the the weapons and the communication devices and like bridge recreations and character recreations and then he sells them but he paints them too and what was interesting is i mean i was just more fascinated by like wait this was done on a 3d printer so i was just kind of looking at it and i just thought this stuff is i mean it looks amazing it's very detailed it's very realistic it's it's true to the props almost short of using like actual metal or something like that but it was really, really cool to see what people have done with 3D printers. It's true. It's kind of crazy. There are a ton of different materials that you can print in. Obviously, it depends on what type of printer that you have, if it can print like in metal or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm, that'd be cool. Or like silicone or whatever like that. But yeah, mine is like the lowest level. <laughs> so it can Plastic. still print and do yeah. really cool things, but it's not going to make as high quality of a print as something more expensive would see um, like a lightsaber so your prints cool. have like the your prints would have you the objects you print would have those little terraced striations you know like where it if you look at it close or even not too close it looks like it's just it looks like a bunch of uh three-dimensional Layers. discs that are pi- yeah, it, yeah it looks very layered yeah 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 they all do that but it's more about like the more expensive it is the smoother it will appear right off the bat. Right. Nice. Um, but that can be corrected by sanding it down. Oh, cool. And oh, like okay. painting it and whatever you want to do. But for me, I see myself using it more for like a prototype, using it to print prototypes instead of like taking forever to make one out of foam core or clay. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it doesn't have sense. to look perfect. I'm just like kind of gauging the design. Like sometimes it's more about ergonomics even and how, okay, this design feels better in my hand than this design. And it was, it's easy to tell that because I can just print them off. I don't have to spend time making it. And it's an easy way to tell too, rather than just looking at the screen and saying, okay, I think this one would be more comfortable. I'm not really sure. So yeah, it's really cool. And another really cool thing is that you can print 
things that move like as one whole piece that you don't have to put together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've heard of that. Yep. Like articulated objects or that are connected. Right. Yeah. Out like, um, what's a good example? Like, like a lizard, like one of like those moving snakes tail. that you can buy oh, yeah, in Mexico. Snake. Yeah. Yeah. You can if you hold that. the tail, it, it, you know, wriggles in your hand or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You can make, um, there's one example of like a, a lever thing that if you turn the knob on the side, the platform will raise up kind of like a forklift and it just prints like that. You don't have to put it together and it will just move like, I don't know. It's probably hard to understand what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. it's really cool. The stuff that they can do. <laughs> That's neat. That's neat. Yeah. I'm waiting. Well, I'm waiting for where they get like in science, in popular science fiction where you have 3d printers printing other 3d printers. There to you make go. Stuff. Have you seen that? Um, they print in concrete now. They're using oh, like weird. 3D printer, like huge ones to make like these concrete homes. I think oh. it was like some experiment for like the homeless or something like that. Like that's interesting. Really yeah. like cheaply like made like just I don't know. So like sturdy, it was a while but ago that I saw that. like modular housing that they're making. Yeah, with, yeah. With okay. printers, yeah. But they're trying to do it in a way that's cost effective and sustainable, but also still sturdy enough. Yeah, right. and interesting. Obviously, it does take a while to to print something even small it takes oh, yeah. a while to print it five year so project. especially on that scale it would take a long time but probably not as long as someone actually building it and yeah. there's no labor costs and that oh that's no. interesting that's cool yeah i'll well, be a monkey's yeah. uncle i'll be a monkey's uncle that i'm so <laughs> glad you're getting into that that's that's fun stuff we'll have to hear more about the the things that you actually do end up printing and using your printer for because I, that's to me that's cool i just want to know like what's what's it capable of so that'll be fun yeah for sure i definitely wish that i could tell you more but i just got it a few days ago that's all right <laughs> well so that means you just have to come back and report back in exactly yeah especially now that we've got this whole discord thing figured out and you can just jump on anytime even if you're on a plane which you probably won't be Oh, it totally works too on your phone. Oh yeah. yeah. Just, Don't you well, have that, to have you're, on, you're on your phone right now. Well, you know, you um, just tap into the navigation on the plane. Uh, sorry, I, I, I shouldn't promote that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I don't think I'll be on a plane anytime soon. I was just going to so. say you're yeah, driving, either. so you guys can be, you, you'll, you'll be able to do this while you're driving. You know, just don't discord and drive. It's kind of like don't text and drive, right? Well, then again, no, it's fine. If you're just talking, it's like having a phone call. Exactly. Yeah. If you're texting on Discord, that's another thing. But and it's really cool if you're using AirPods. I was wondering, does it sound good? I mean, like the microphone. Does do the microphone sound good on the AirPods? I haven't tried the microphone yet, but talk about industrial. uh, Speaking of industrial design, I got these new AirPod Pros last week, and Apple does. I'm not an Apple fanboy. All right, all right, Mike. I'm not an Apple fanboy, Mike. But PCs on Microsoft. (laughs) But I got to admit. (laughs) Apple, everything that I've bought from Apple, uh, the, the few things I've bought from Apple, they, they do a really good job of designing like the packaging and how things go together. And, and AirPod Pros are probably the best example I've seen personally so far. Yeah. Because they come with this little rechargeable case and it's got like these magnets at the bottom. And so the earbuds kind of set in this case. I'm holding it right now. And it has a light on the front that tells you how the charge is. And the case retains a charge that you can recharge the the buds with multiple times before you have to recharge the case. So when you put the buds back in the case, you know, there's this little ergonomic little crash for each bud that it just, you just kind of hold it in the 
little crash and, and let go and it magnetically sucks it down. Oh, that's cool. It's totally neat. It's just the coolest little compact little device. It's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's design for all of that. Like the packaging, like that's a major packaging design. Yeah. There's product design specifically, furniture design, transportation design, which is like cars, planes, you name it. Like there's a ton of stuff that I could just keep naming, but okay. Funny funny story. So you told me about this, Tony, about the AirPod pros and I have to laugh because I think I told you the story when we were gaming or something like that. And it was about caffeinatrix. <laughs> it was about, Oh yeah. This was only like a week ago or something that we were talking about this. That's so this right. Before did I come even, up. Yeah. I didn't even know you were coming on the show. So this is funny. I think uh, everyone's favorite fossil fuel, Cole, didn't he have AirPods, regular AirPods at the time? <laughs> yeah. Um, he is the Apple fanboy for okay. sure. <laughs> now, wait, do you, do you have AirPods too though? I couldn't remember if you did or not. Me? Yeah. No, okay. I don't. I just use like regular the Apple earbuds they come okay. with. Like it's free. And then yeah. I have like for working out and like running, I have Bluetooth earbuds gotcha. for like running yeah. and working out. So, so okay. Yeah. Me, me being the audiophile, you know, the, I tried the regular Apple earpod earbuds or whatever. And I just like, ah, first of all, they're too uncomfortable because of the hard plastic. And to, and second, like they just didn't sound very good to me, you know, they I'm, fall out of my ear. Yeah, all me the too. Time. Me too. I have actually very small ear canals, which is kind of funny. I'm talking to the regular, the ones you're talking about, the regular Apple. Yeah, earbuds. just the That's free ones. Like, me. I don't yeah, like them. The, they they just kind of are Air, uncomfortable. The AirPod Pros, yeah. they are. You can barely tell they're in your ear, and they do not fall out. I'm I'm so impressed with this product. See, it's okay, and that's the thing. So, like, I bought these clips corded, and I know I know corded. They're not Bluetooth, but they sound really, really, really good. Like, they're the most. They they are noise canceling. They have the best bass. They sound like my studio headphones and their earpod or earbuds. So I got these like five years ago and I think I pulled them out at the coffee shop, you know, when you were working caffeinatrix and it was, so they, they are four years old at this point and you're looking at them and you're like, Oh my God, those are so old. <laughs> and I was like, they're four years old. Well, you're like, yeah, but they're just like, Oh, I was like, well, I was just totally like ragging on the AirPods Cause I had tried the AirPods when I got my new phone and everything. I was like, let me try those. And they actually had a demo pair. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are so uncomfortable. These are the, the uh-huh. first generation, by the way. Yeah, the old one. Yeah. They're so uncomfortable and they sound like crap. And I remember saying that and like Cole pulls out his AirPods and I went, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling, I was telling uh, Captain this Jeez. story. And then you said, but hold on. The AirPod Pros are so different. They're so much better. They're noise canceling. They sound better. And I said, okay, now I'll give them a chance. But you know, for $200 to get a piece of hard plastic that is not noise canceling, and it doesn't sound that good. It's like, come on, Apple, you can do better yeah. than that. So finally they did. That's, yeah. that's another really reason did. why I didn't have any is because I was like, why am I going to spend like <laughs> over a hundred dollars for that? That's crazy. 200. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like the little clips ones I have that you said are old, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they were like 30 bucks on some crazy like woot sale or something like that. And and normally they're like a hundred dollar headphones. They still to this day sound better than any earbud I've ever tried. That's cool. Well, Check out the pros because I mean, it's old school because they, they've definitely, they've changed the design. They have the little, you know, the, my, my favorite earbuds are always the ones with the little rubber thing that sticks out from them that, that kind of holds into your ear basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a suction cup. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like an inverted suction cup people know what I'm talking about. The pros have that unlike the old ones. And they also come with like two or three different sizes of those, of those, uh, attachments Mm -hmm. to fit different size ears, ear canals. And they not only have air, they don't not only have a 
noise canceling mode, they have what's called a transparency mode, where if you tra- if you have it on, I have this this I have this on all the time because you can hear people. If someone's trying to get your attention, you can hear them. It, it like acts almost oh. a, so a sort semi-open. of. A, Versus yeah, closed. no, it no, it acts like a kind of a um, what do you call it? A hearing no aid. Idea. Oh, oh, so like it? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It Semi-open, amplifies it, it other lets sounds. The, it lets the noise in on the outside versus yeah, closing it, it off. like it like acts as a as a uh, receiver. To to play noises like you can hear cars go by and stuff. Somehow it doesn't detract from the music or whatever you're listening to. Interesting. At all. That's cool. You can just kind of. So if my wife's yelling at me to, to get my attention, I can actually hear her hmm. with that mode on. See, but that's and the cool part, so, though, is that like when you're on a plane or something, you want noise canceling, you know, sometimes right. even at a coffee shop, too. But like if you're, well, can't go to coffee shops anymore. Ugh. Anyway, but if yep. you're if you're at home or doing other things like that, like you want to be able to hear what's going on in the background. So absolutely. Yeah. Or if you're on a walk and you want to make sure you know you're not going to run over by a car or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, like the person oh. that just walked right out in front of us while we're driving like 20 miles an hour and literally like we had to slam <laughs> on the brakes. And I was like, "Why did you hit the brakes, Sarah? Why? You oh, could have just run them over, and they would have been like, oh, sorry, we were on our phones too.' <laughs> Unleashing I'm, your I'm, super I'm, I'm villain kidding. right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. No, I'm glad to hear that the design has gotten better because I have seen people like on runs with AirPods in and I wonder how they just stay oh, in their yeah. ears. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But out. if you want to talk, if you want to talk bad design, look up the Apple mouse. I don't know if you guys have experience with that product or um, which one, like the, the flat one. Yeah. Like the it's magic like the standard Apple mouse oh, or yeah. there's the magic mouse, which is new. I hate those. And the, they're not ergonomic. I guess nope. they look kind of sleek, but they yep. don't work very well in reality. And the thing that is so confusing to me about those things is that, so they're cordless, right? Mm-hmm. They have a charger, but you can't use the mouse while you're charging it because the charger is on the bottom. Uh, yeah. The charging yeah. port. It makes no yeah. sense. It's like the worst design ever. I have the Gen yeah, 1 Magic Mouse where you just switch out the batteries, but they suck batteries like I mean literally if you if you're using them on a daily basis you'll be replacing the batteries every week it's so bad yeah they're completely flat and you instead of having like a scroll button it's a it's like a touch scroll on the actual top of the mouse yeah and it's it's not that well it wasn't that accurate I'm sure the new ones are better but again this was like I got it with a, a Mac I bought a few years back I think it was my my 2013 iMac that I'm still running actually and I hated it so much that from here on out, I was like, I don't want a mouse. I'm not paying for it. I'm going to get my own mice and my own ergonomic thing. And so I usually would like never select it. But Well, you just watched the next generation Magic Mouse Pro is probably going to be a fantastic product. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I hope it is. <laughs> interestingly, they, they've actually come out with, um, and this, I don't know how new this design is, but it's what they call the ergonomic mouse. So you know how like most mice, your hand is like over the top of it. And the new ergonomic mouse is your hand is at like a probably a 60 degree angle hmm. instead of being flat over it. And so that because it's more natural on your wrist and also yeah, on the gravity of like sense. lifting your, your fingers up. Because I mean, I use my mouse all the time. I'm either editing, I'm gaming, I'm doing whatever. And like my hand is on a mouse way too many hours a day. And so like I've started to notice like I'm getting tension in my and my wrist and in my uh I don't know what you call them, but like, you know how you lift your fingers up and the tendons or whatever that lift and the muscles your and stuff? carpal tunnel. It's not carpal tunnel though, because I don't have pain. It's just, it's like, well, anyway, it doesn't really matter. But the thing is, is I decided to get like a little $20 
ergonomic mouse and it's a little hard to get used to at first, but it, it feels great. It's amazing. So yeah. Let's just say, yeah, let's just say if Apple does not improve on the magic mouse, I'll be a monkey's uncle. I'll be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> Tell us what the heck that even means because I'm sure we're using it incorrectly. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Oh yeah, um, of course. So in the 19th century, we all know Charles Darwin, we've all heard of him, Yeah, published two books. Number one was On the Origin of Species in 1859, and the other one was Descent of Man in 1871. I'd never heard of that one. In both of these books, you know, Darwin shares this theory of evolution yeah. that man evolved from apes or monkeys. Obviously, many people did not and still do not agree with Darwin's theories, and the phrase, I'll be a monkey's uncle, began to be used sarcastically by non-believers. Mm. So... The proper use of it is that if what you told me is true, then I'll be a monkey's uncle. So like, I don't believe you. Exactly. It it means I don't believe you. Yeah. Or I can't believe that. So we've been using it kind of wrong. Okay. So from here on out, whenever we say something (laughs) that uh, I don't believe you, then it'll be like, okay, well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Because to be honest, uh, since then, it's sort of, you know, as, as phrases do so often, they evolve to mean different things, right? Yeah. So since then, I mean, when we've heard that used, it's as much used in, you know, kind of the way we've been using it as like a, I'll be darned rather than I don't believe you. Yeah. You know, it's funny too, because this is not a term that I hear anyone use anymore. Like the only time I think I've ever even heard this term is when I was watching like old movies. So like, I'm, I'm trying to even think, I don't even know, but maybe like the original Swiss family Robinson or, you know, 20,000 Mayberry RFD or, or, yeah, something like that. Like if you've ever go back and watch like absolute classics or something, you'll probably hear it. I think I, Oh, okay. So here's a really, really cool classic. My grandparents used to watch when they were kids was, um, Oh my gosh. I'm trying uh, the thin man series huh, from like the forties or something. I, I, I might've started even in the thirties, but I think it was in the forties. So it was a radio serial. No, no, no. It's a movie, but it's like black and white. Oh, a movie. Okay. Movies. Yeah. And actually they're really, really good. If you, if you're like murder mystery kind of things, they're really fun, but I'm pretty sure he uses it in there. So it's an old phrase that you just don't hear anymore, but we're trying to come up with like, like last week was in that a hoot and a holler. And it's like, who uses that? (laughs) Nobody does, but it's funny. So we got to bring it up. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome, dude. Hey, Anytime, right? Oh, yeah. Now, we have so much more to share, but you know, we only have so much limited time here. So I do want to share. I don't know if we should get into this. Maybe we should save this for next week. I said we were going to unleash your superhero. Should we save that for next week? No. The uh, What you have to say about unleashing your superhero this week is too apropos to wait. Okay. 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 Good. Well, then I'll get into it. And then after that, we do need to talk a little bit on the TV show movie stuff. Yeah. There's some good stuff there. Okay. Here we go. This is very interesting because you know everything that's going on in the world right now. I am not going to state the obvious. I think everybody knows about it, and I think everybody's pretty fired up about it. And I have my moments, as we explained last week with the Enneagram and stuff like that. My type 8 likes to come out, and I get super intense and passionate. And I was having an interesting conversation with Sarah about this, and I was just like, even if I feel justified to discuss this, even if I'm right, is it necessary? I think I'm going to kind of back off on some of the stuff that I would love to share because either we're preaching to the choir or you're not going to change anyone's mind anyway. I mean, how many times do you see somebody get out there and be like, this is what I believe and you need to believe this too. You're not going to change their minds. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So unless, unless you have a, an intelligent argument to support your opinion. Well, I mean, but even I, then most people have already made up their minds and so they don't really care. They just kind of love to fight each other. But here is something that I did hear. And it goes along with what we've said on the show since the beginning, you know, over four years ago, long before any of this stuff even happened. 
And these kind of conversations that I heard were, or that I'm sorry, I had these conversations heard from some people. This stuff even gave me a perspective that I haven't had. So I want to share them. Recently, I've had a couple of conversations with some people who have moved here to the United States from other countries. And each and every one of them has said that the United States is a better country than most other countries. In fact, one of them even said all other countries. Now, I don't know. That's just what he said. But I kind of went, wait a minute. Everybody's complaining about the U.S. right now. Everybody's complaining about everything about the U.S. And he's, he's like, I moved here by choice. And this is a couple people, by the way. We moved here by choice. And this is still a better country than most other countries out there. Like, we have it good here. And you just don't know it because you've never lived anywhere else. And when I heard that, I just went, huh, actually, <laughs> I think you guys are right. Like, cause I've never lived anywhere else. I've been to other countries and I've seen what they deal with and I've talked to them and I've heard the kind of stuff that they have to go through. And these are even like pretty nice countries, not some of the other countries out there that have it hard. And by the way, this is not the first time I've heard this because I've over my life have heard from many people who have moved here from other countries and they've all said the same thing. And it's, it's been very, very interesting And then, of course, with, you know, Independence Day being celebrated this last weekend, I really took a step back after hearing these comments, even with the negativity going on here. And I just kind of went, you know what? I really need to appreciate. I get to, as as you always like to say, Captain, I get to appreciate that we truly do have so much here in the U.S. that other countries really don't have. And so no matter how much we complain, no matter how much negativity we see, we have it so much better here. The fact that we get to state our opinions is better than most countries. Right. Better than certainly a large number of countries. Absolutely. Yeah, it depends it, on the country. If but yeah. we were out protesting or, or stating our opinions in other countries, we'd all be dead. Period. You know, there's just no question. Depending so, on the country, but yes. But that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> th- those countries. Other countries are, you know, whatever. But so this brings us back to kind of what I was talking about, that we've tried to portray positivity here uh, on the show. We've been talking about this for over four years now. And it's so funny. I mean, there are times when I get people saying, yeah, I listen to your show and like, I don't see any purpose to your show. <laughs> and I'm like, apparently you're, you're, now. you're deaf and dumb because let's be honest. Like I'm, I'm sorry, you're not, but <laughs> let's, I mean, <laughs> I've been saying Click. this. I, I know they're gone. They're gone. See, see, there you go. I didn't change their mind. Right. That was a bad thing. But here's the thing. Like I've been saying this for over four years, long before anything that's been going on recently has been going on. And I've been saying each and every one of us gets to value each and every person period regardless. Like, and when I say regardless, that's the big challenge, right? So it's going to be regardless who you are, what you look like, where you come from. Oh, and even what you've done. Most people can't get past that because most people are going to say, well, that person did that. I can't get past that. Well, our goal here on the show is to value each and every person that listens to the show that's on the show, regardless. I don't care what, what we've done in our past is our past, who we are, you know, what we look like, what color our skin is, who cares? My goal has been that for well, a lot longer than the shows existed. But anyway, so I, it's interesting, like all of this is coming up right now. And, and I'm like people that'll say like, Hey, I, I listened to your show and I don't really understand it. Or I don't get it. I don't see the purpose in it. And I'm like, you obviously missed the point. We've been trying to provide a place for people to come and feel valued regardless and talk about a lot of fun things, you know? And I think people forget that. And so I wanted to bring that back here as a one, we have a good here in the States, a lot better than most, most of us realize. And two, it goes back to this challenge that I always have for everybody. 
please, please, please try. Well, first of all, value each person regardless and try, and this is the hard part, try to love and respect each person. Obviously, I was not loving and respecting the person that, you know, I, I just said was stupid and deaf. <laughs> <laughs> You'll edit that out. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not editing that out. I'm leaving that in because we're human, right? Uh, right. Or like, you know, why did you hit the brakes, Sarah? Why didn't you just run over that? No, I mean, I have those moments. <laughs> Good one. I'm not going to lie. I have those moments, but we at the same do. time, I come back to myself and I say, dude, like really, I really yeah. truly value that person regardless of how stupid of a choice that person just made. That's, and, the, that's the important thing is that you, you, you back it. That's the thing that we need to keep in mind is that perspective of taking ourselves out of ourselves and going, okay, did what I just say or do make any sense at all? Yeah. And I know with myself, 90% of the time it's no, that yeah. did not make sense. Why did you say or do that? Uh, do you really believe that? You know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's important to be very self uh, aware and self um, yeah. aggrandizing. Is that the right word? I, I you know, know, just self, self analytical, you know, yeah. and keep things in perspective. What you just said is a great message. You know, me, Brian, yeah. that I'm on the record as saying, I'd love to be a Canadian <laughs> I and I still mean that, but I am very aware, very, very aware of how good we have it in this country. Yeah. And, the fact that I can even contemplate wanting to become a Canadian someday, if indeed that ever pans out or I want to in the future, is a testament to where we live. So, I mean, I fully agree with what you just said. I mean, it's a hard thing to do. And I think especially regardless of even which side you're on or which belief you have right now or whatever it is that you're out protesting and marching or whatever, you know, it really truly doesn't matter. Because it's interesting too, because I actually had another conversation and I'm not going to mention names or anything, but I am absolutely blown away by how many people, regardless of how old they are, are saying, oh my gosh, I just realized that racism is still a thing. And I'm like, <laughs> are you freaking like, what rock have you been living under? Like, oh my they, they've, gosh. Been, they've been looking at their smartphones. That's yes. Well, and, and to be fair, I can't like beat them down because it's like they literally were oblivious. And I don't know how or why they were oblivious, but they were. So it's like, did they do that maliciously? No, of course not. No, They did that out of apathy, uh, probably out of well, busy. maybe they were busy and they just weren't paying attention, like head down and to the grindstone kind of thing. But like, oh, that's another phrase we got to talk about. Head down to the <laughs> grindstone. I don't even know what that means or where it came from. But here's what I came to the conclusion of. I could be wrong, but I, I think I'm right based on just experience and observation most people in the United States, and I'm saying United States because I don't know other countries. Most people here really aren't racist. There are those that are there's and there's a, a large enough percentage that it's causing obviously everything that's going on, but most people really aren't. In fact, I don't even know personally any racist people at all. And I know a lot of people, but I think most people are completely apathetic and passive about it. Like I just, yeah. just don't talk to me about it. I just want to go have fun and live in my own bubble. This is just, it's, it's not it's comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. And let's face it. Most of us don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be uncomfortable. Right. So it's like, we'd rather just not acknowledge it. We'd rather pretend it doesn't exist. We'd rather shove it under the rug and move on with our own lives because we don't want to be uncomfortable. And by the way, that's a normal thing. We don't, none of us want to be uncomfortable. I think that there is definitely truth to that, but I also think that it's about where, at least in the U S where you um, are. Yeah, where you are and how you were raised and what you're surrounded with, like what, I don't want to say what your like culture is, but well, at true. least like speaking for me, 
growing up in Fort Collins, mm-hmm. I don't really see much racism because no. it's not around me. I don't really see it in this in this town. Fort Collins is referred to by many people as Vanilla Valley because there's oh, yeah. not, there's <laughs> yes. not a huge like colored there's, presence here. I would there's say there's not a lot of diversity in no, in, not at all. Yeah, race, exactly. All. So I think like for me, especially moving from Collins to Savannah which is a place that not only like with SCAD students, but just the city has a lot of different races and ethnicities and cultures there because of like the international students that go to SCAD and the people have lived in Savannah forever Mm -hmm. um, and the people who moved there and all of that stuff. So I think that it very much depends on where you are and what you see, because like for me in Fort Collins, there's not, I don't really see anything. And I think that that's true with probably a lot of other places too. So it takes seeing other places and hearing other people's stories, I think to really kind of come to terms with the fact that is still happening. Right. So, oh no, and, I, don't and, know. And, I just wanted to mention uh, that. No, and I yeah. that's what I was saying is that it is still happening. It's been happening, but I still truly believe that most people aren't racist anymore. This is kind of the thing that you see like in general. There's a small percentage of people that does something really dumb, really bad, really negative, really heinous, whatever, and they get all of the attention and all of a sudden it sounds like everybody's like that. And this happens all the time. So like this is kind of a funny thing, like, but there was this whole like movement for women to go topless here. And it was, I remember this. Yeah. And it was like this big deal. And like every woman needs to have the, you know, equality to a man so they can go topless anywhere in the city. And it was like this big, big deal. It turned out though, it was two women, two or three women. That was it. But because they made it past though, it did. And then, so then they were talking about, we're going to have like topless yoga in the park and everything like that. And it was going to be this big deal. And like three women showed I've up and a lot of anything. men showed up. A lot of men. <laughs> that is so <laughs> But funny. like it passed. I've never and, seen it. Exactly. I've never seen it either. And here's the thing. Like it kind of just went away because it was a couple of women who were making a big deal out of this. And it was this huge, huge deal, and you know, all around the city, but it's like, it was a couple of women the thing that I keep trying to say is like racism is very real and alive, but it's still, again, I don't think it's the majority of people that are still racist. I think it's a smaller percentage of people that are doing it and they're doing it in a really horrible way and causing problems for people all over the place. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) but that's the way it works for anything, right? I mean, honestly, like how many bully we've, we've all known bullies our whole lives, but how many people did we know that were actually bullies? Was it like most of the people that we knew or was it a small percentage? Like always a small percentage. It's always yeah. been that way, but they, you never forget them. Like right. I, I remember every single bully and every single thing that the bullies said to me, everything I'll never forget them. But the thing is, is like I lived in Phoenix. I lived in Colorado Springs and those were significantly more diverse communities, you know, than, than the Northern Colorado region. And I had friends of all different colors and all different origins and some from different countries as well. And like nobody just, nobody thought about it. You just were all friends. You know, you either connected with that person or you didn't. It was just kind of like, am I going to be friends with that person or not? Who cares, right? So Phoenix is a huge city. I mean, I know it was there. I mean, there's racism everywhere, but I'm just saying it just wasn't. It wasn't in your immediate environment. Well, it, it was, but, you know, being white, I don't see it as much. Right. But I yeah, see it because is. my friends have told me that they get it. So I yeah. understand that and I, I know it's real. 
Yeah. But anyway, my point is, is that it goes back to, I think that the, the majority of people are, are just not wanting to acknowledge it, do anything about it or stand up against the bullies. And that's the thing that I keep, this sounds agendized and I'm going to say it anyway, but like if Lord thunder and I'm using him as an example, since we've talked about him a lot here on the show recently, cause we're hanging out and talking, not hanging out because he lives in another state. But anyway, if I'm hanging out with him and somebody is racist to him, I'm standing up for him. And if my life is threatened or, you know, someone's going to try to harm me, then, Oh, well, that's what you do. You stand up for your friends. Mm -hmm. So therefore it's like, but what I see in like this, this is sad. You see somebody getting beat up and everybody pulls their phones out and records it. (laughs) I mean, like that's just, that's luckily I haven't been in that situation or seen that. And I can't even fathom. I've got to be perfectly honest with you, Brian. I don't know what I do in a situation like that. Would I run to get help? Would I run in and, and, and endanger my own life to save that person? I certainly wouldn't stand there and record it. And if I did, it would be to, sh- to send it off to 911 and say, here, look, this, this just well, happened. Sure, and, here's- sure. and then I'd follow the dudes who did it until they chased me off. But, uh, you know, I I'd, I'd definitely want, it's hard to articulate. What would you do in that situation? Well, and you're right because well, most people will preserve themselves because we don't want to get hurt. We don't want our lives to be threatened. And so self-preservation is going to take over anytime with a good percentage of us. Yeah. Then us saying we're going to step in and we're going to help this person and we're going to stop this because, but then again, like you said, maybe you're feeling like, I don't think I can actually step in, but that's when you can call 911. That's when you can like maybe rally up a couple of other people there and say, let's all jump in on this one and help this person out, you know, but most yeah, of us I think that that. that's really important. And that, that reminded me too of um, something I've studied like through the lens of sexual assault um, uh, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But really it can apply to anything, um, any sort of violence or anything really. But have you guys heard of the bystander effect? Oh yeah. 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 Well, go ahead and talk about that's it. Basically what it is in a nutshell like, I guess the best way to explain it would probably be like, it's the idea that if something is happening and you're in a, like a group of people, whether it's someone being sexually assaulted, whether it's someone needs help, like putting up a tent or whatever, people are less likely to step in and help that person because they're in a group of other people who also aren't helping. Because yeah. It's like a thought in the back of their mind that is saying, okay, well, I'm not going to step forward because someone else in this group is going to do it. And that the, yep. the reality of that is that it's never actually going to happen. Like that's never the case. And so one of the ways that they kind of like studied this was like, I think they did use the example of someone putting up a tent or something. And there was a group of people and no, it took people like, a super long time for just one person to say, Hey, do you need some help? Whereas if it's, if it was the person setting up the tent in a room with one other person, they're automatically going to say, Hey, like, do you need help with that? Because they're the only person there and they're not looking to the other people to say, like to see if they're doing something. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. This weird psychological thing, which I think can apply and, a lot of different areas into a lot of different topics, but I don't know what you were saying just reminded me of that. So yeah, yeah. no, and I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I think that actually is probably the greater problem. I mean, okay, again, I could be wrong. This is just based on observation and, you know, experience is that I think the greater problem, because again, like, okay, so here's another example. One of the pastors here in town, this actually happened quite a few years ago. 
but he had told the story that he was just walking along the street at night, going to his car from a store or something like that. And he saw this woman getting sexually assaulted by this guy. And he went up and he literally pulled the guy off the woman and threw him because he's a big guy and then kind of took the guy down and then called the cops. Well, he got awarded, I don't know, some kind of award. Like, do you save this woman's life? How many people would do that though? And I think that, but I, and I'm sitting here thinking like, I've never seen that happen ever. I know right. it happens all the time. It happens all around us. I've just never actually seen it. Like he saw it. I've never seen it. Does it happen? Yes. But then I have to step back and say, am I ever going to see something like that? Probably not. So it's like, there's a percentage of people who do things like that. They assault people. They're racist to others. They bully others. You know, the list goes on. Right. And I think yes. that's the biggest problem we're running into is that who is going to step up like that pastor did pull the guy off that woman and save her life. And I think that's the problem is that most people will do nothing. And so that's we're allowing it. We're allowing it to continue, whether it's racism, whether it's sexual assault, whether whatever it is, like we're going to allow it to continue rather than standing up. And I think that's the issue. That's I think so. But one last thing that I wanted to mention too, based on, on that is I think that a lot of people have a false idea of what like involving yourself means. If you are going to stop a sexual assault or something like that, you don't have to do what that preacher did because that's a very extreme version of intervention. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what a lot of people think that intervention means is doing something super heroic like that. When and putting like, themselves in danger. Yeah, exactly. But there's actually a lot of different ways that you can intervene and prevent something like a sexual assault from happening, such as just distracting the perpetrator. Yeah. Like one example is, okay, if you see this girl getting harassed at a party by this guy, even if you don't know her and you want to like help her out, you can walk up to her and say, hey, here's the tampon that you asked for. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's and distracting. That totally, it, it distracts them and it <laughs> yeah. throws their game off. And even something like point. that. That's really good. It, like that is so simple. You don't even like she obviously she didn't ask you for that. They are like turned off or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that prevents the sexual assault from happening. Hmm. So there's a lot of different ways that people can intervene in a situation. So I think there's multiple layers to it. Mm -hmm. One is having the courage to actually step up and intervene. Mm -hmm. But then another is like educating people on the different ways that you can intervene, what will work, what doesn't work, just stuff like that. I think it would definitely benefit people to know some of that stuff. But I, that, that's not really broadcast. No. You know? And I love what you just said there because that is that you're right. I've never heard that before. And it makes perfect sense because we're here. We are talking about personality types on the show last week. And like I mentioned, I'm the type seven, type eight. My type eight personality is going to go pull the guy off the girl and throw him like definitely. Yeah. But I know a lot of people aren't going to do that. And and the self-preservation issue is definitely a real issue, regardless of what personality you are. And we've got to overcome that period. It's but, an instinct. Yeah. At the same time, though, you're right. Like utilize whatever your strengths are, whatever your personality type is, as far as, you know, who you are naturally. I love that idea. Like the idea of a distraction is like that's where my type seven might jump in and be like, oh, hey, you know, what's up? Let's just kind of distract people. Let's that's a really good idea. And I know that there's probably tons of different ways out there to kind of I guess the word would be diffuse the situation. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the professional term for it. And oh, nice. Yeah. 
I totally get what you're saying. People don't realize that like those are other means of intervening and preventing something from happening. Yeah. And I didn't even know that until I like did a bunch of research on that stuff. Interesting. So yeah. And people aren't going around researching how bystanders can intervene in a, in an assault of any kind or a crime or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No one really talks about that stuff, but I think it's something that's really important that oh, I wish sure. was more comfortable for people to talk about. We talk about the uncomfortable here. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. You yeah, know what, we're though? doing it right now. It's so funny because like all I was going to say, by the way, on this, I just really wanted to jump in and just say, hey, I wanted to share what my friends who have moved here from other countries have shared with me about the U.S. And then the idea of please just value each person. That, that's all I was going to say. Where this conversation went was not planned. Um, and I, no, <laughs> I, and I, I'm glad like, but I wanted to share that because I've said this on the show. I hate agendas and this is an agenda, but it's not just an agenda. It really is about, do you value people period? Because if you do, then this is not an agenda where we went with this conversation was not planned. And that was great. And I'm glad you brought that stuff up because once again, I learned something new, like, oh yeah, how else can you diffuse the situation in a way that is non-confrontational even? Or in a way that is just like a surprise to the person who's trying to do something. You know, there's so many. Now, granted, you might get into a confrontation. Who knows? But how many of us are willing to take that risk to help the person in need? And I right. think that's that's so important. And, and you know, and a lot. And most of us don't even know if we would. Well, because we we haven't ever been put in that situation. Why don't we just make that decision? Do you want to or not? Do you want to help the person in need? Yes or of no? Of course, most people do want to help. Then it's just, just do that it. When, well, but it depends on the situation no, actually, and how really dangerous doesn't. it is. No, it really does. No, because the thing it is, really is do, do you want to make money in your life? No. If the guy, no, if, no, listen if somebody to me. Listen assaulting to me. somebody has a gun so? and they're pointing at that person, do you want to help that person and chance being shot and killed? Or do you want to, I'm not saying this is a duh decision. It's one of those things. It's one of those existential situations where most of us, thank goodness, are never put in that position. But I think it comes but, down to, it's the same thing about like, and I know this isn't as serious because making money is not life-threatening, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying that like, do people want to make money, pay their bills and do whatever, right? And a lot of people are going to say, well, yes. And then you're going to say, well, are you going to do what you need to in order to do it? And most people are going to say, well, it depends. In which case, they probably won't have the money they need. It's the same kind of thing. Do you value other people? Are you willing to help people in need? And if you say, well, it depends if the perpetrator has a gun, well, most of us are probably going to let that person die. But then you're going to live with that guilt for the rest of your life. So do you really yes. want that? So that's what I'm saying. Like, it is a decision to say, I am going to help the person in need. And then you have to answer that question that what if that means putting your life at risk? I mean, you have to answer that. I can't answer that for anybody. And if you say, you know what? I'd be willing to stand up and help that person, even if it means putting my life in risk. Or I'm not. I don't know. Right. And you're right. Thankfully, most of us are never in a situation like that, although some of us are. But I don't know. I mean, that is a tough question, I think. But I think once you make that decision, like, I will do this and I will, whatever the decision is you want to make, then follow through. Yeah. I would just encourage people to actually think about that stuff. I don't think enough people ask themselves those hard-hitting questions. Right. Nope, and I think that that really... Yeah, exactly. And I think that it does build character. It makes you a stronger person. So yeah, I don't know. I would just encourage people who are listening and you guys as well as we've been talking about it, just to try to answer those questions for yourself. Would you intervene? 
what would you do? But I don't know. I'm just really interested in that kind of stuff. I could talk about it forever. Yeah. You wanted <laughs> to have another, I didn't even know another episode about sexual assault and stuff like that, even yeah. though it is a darker topic. Yeah. It's really interesting stuff and it's important that people know about it. Oh, yeah. If you have not already listened to that episode that I did with Kristen, the organization that helps women that were in sex trafficking, help them to recover from it and everything else. And I know a lot of people didn't listen to it yet because it's been, you know, you've been busy and stuff like that. And so I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to it. It was episode 229 back on May 18th. Every girl deserves a childhood. Highly recommended. It is one of the most powerful interviews I've ever had in any show I've ever done. And it will change your life in ways you didn't even realize. And it is an uncomfortable topic, but the scary thing is, is that it's around all of us. And anyone that is a father of a daughter needs to listen to this episode. <laughs> Just throwing that one out. So <laughs> stuff like that is, is necessary to hear. It's not comfortable to have a discussion on that, but it's necessary. And you know, oh, Brian, it's not positive and happy. I'm like, I know, but so I was talking about this. Like, I love nerding out, obviously. I love having fun, but you really, truly can't have fun in life unless you are living a fulfilled life. And in order to live a fulfilled True. life, there are things you really need to know and deal with and overcome because many of us have things in our past that haunt us or we see things or like everything that's going on right now is very uncomfortable. And so we just want to pretend it doesn't exist, but pretending it doesn't exist does not help us to live fulfilled. We might be fakely happy for a time and then it's going to come back and sneak up on us and disturb us again. So I'm always big about, of course we want to have fun. Of course I want to nerd out, dude. I love my movies and TV shows as much as the next person. And I love watching them but there are some things you just got to get through and it sucks to get through them, but we want to come through them on a positive side and have a healthy response so that we're fulfilled people with superheroes unleashed. Otherwise we're just sidekicks at that point. And that sucks. <laughs> Suck being a sidekick. I don't want to believe be a me. Sidekick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Tony is, is a sidekick. Are you kidding me? You've been oh, on the show no. so long. You're like, you are, you are part of the show. You're not just there. I know. I know. Yeah. You're not like Pat Dugan in star girl. You're not a sidekick. You're a hero. I just want to say that. Thanks. Stargirl's Thanks, so good. Stargirl's so good. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, I had no idea, Natalie, that you were so passionate about this. So thank you for for really jumping in and sharing your passion. Yeah, no so problem. Cool. Like I said, I could talk about it for a long time. I've done a lot of research and I've been trained and given presentations Ooh, on really? stuff like that. So I definitely have a lot of knowledge and I'm always looking to learn too. So I would love to have that conversation with you then. Maybe you can come back very, very soon and talk a little more about what you've learned and things you could pass on. Yeah, for sure. I'd love that. That'd be so cool. Okay. Well, obviously, since um, you know we are over an hour as it is, and by the way, great discussion. Thank you for doing this. We're going to have to end here. So if you're willing to come back next week, half an atrix, that'd be so cool. Then we can have like part two of this and we can talk about what you've learned in the uh, assault side of things because I think it'd be very interesting and also very helpful. And we have so much we got movies and TV shows and stuff to talk about. You've got some really cool stuff and music that we never even got to today that I, I'm sorry. We're just going to have to do two parts. It'll be good. I like Works it. for me. All it's right. Planned. Well, thank you both, by the way. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate Captain. See, you're not a sidekick, Captain. You, you're, you're here. Thank you for always being here. <laughs> you, you are the stable force of this show. Thank you. I feel you. I feel you patting my head right now. I can feel it. <laughs> patting your head and rubbing your belly. Uh, no, that's terrible. Captain <laughs> Atrix, thank you. It's so good to have you back. Of course, it's good to be back. Looking forward to part two. Yes, it's going to be cool. All right, so before we go any further, though, this is the most important part of the show right now. 
Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. What if Michael Bay and my mom had started dating back in the 70s and he was my dad? Would I have been impressed with Armageddon then? Nope. Deep Impact was the better film. Sorry, Dad. You know what the music means. Um, wait, wait. No! Don't tell me. It's time to go! Wait. Oh, that's right. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Use that. Just use it, but use it appropriately. All right. Well, thank you all very much for joining us. That was a fun episode. Well, I don't know if it it was fun. It was fun and it was meaningful and that's important. So have a great week. We'll see you next Friday for part two. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.